just a moment, you'll hear James Stewart as the six-shooter. There's music for you tomorrow with two of your favorite song stylists, Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra. And tomorrow, you'll also hear a special RCA 35th anniversary program starring another of your vocal favorites, Perry Como. Friday also means comedy on NBC, and the laugh merchants include Fibber McGee and Molly and the experts on Can You Top This? It's a big Friday evening on NBC. James Stewart as the Sick Shooter. The man in the saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl. Its handle unmarked. People call them both the Six Shooter. The NBC Radio Network presents James Stewart as the Six Shooter, a transcribed series of radio dramas based on the life of Britt Ponson, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still remembered legends. Oh, I just can't seem to get used to a hotel bed. The way you sink down in them, you feel like you're lying in a pile of quicksand. Well, where's Scar? Huh? Scar? Well, my horse. I thought maybe I'd take a ride out towards Saucer Mountain. Which stall's in, huh? Well, now, Britt, I, I, I don't want you to fly off the handle. What? What are you talking about? The, the fact is, Scar ain't in no stall at the moment. Well, well, what's happened to him? Now, Britt, you know I wouldn't let anything happen to a horse that was left in my livery stable. You know that, don't you? Lamb, where's Scar? Just just tell me where he is. Well, he's... He, he's... Out. Out? You remember Jess Alden who runs the Willow Fork Gazette? Sure, sure. Well, sir, Jess and his wife Zoe has got a young lady visiting him. Myra Barker, her name is. She's Zoe's niece. Well, what in the thunder has all this got to do with my horse? Now, there's, there's no need to get the head up, Red. I'm explaining to you about Scar. Well, you're telling me about some woman named Myra Barker. Now. Well, that's where Scar is at. Myra took him out for a little canter. What? Well, well, now, you see, she's from back east somewhere, and she ain't got no horse of her own, so every once in a while she rents one of mine. Well, all right, go on, go on, Lamb. Well, she, she, she come into the stable this morning about an hour ago, just when I was opening up, and she said she felt like taking a little gallop to work up an appetite for breakfast, and so she, oh, she is a first-class rider, Britt. I don't care if she, what got into you, Lamb? The idea of letting some woman ride out of here with Scar. Well, well, never now, 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 I, I, I tried to argue with her, but Miss Barker is a real forceful young lady. She said she was sure you wouldn't mind since she was only going a short ways, and she told me I was to give you the rental fee, and here it is, Britt, 25 cents. I don't want any money, Lamb. I want my horse. Well, they, they, they ought to be back, but now Miss Barker usually never stays out more than 30 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, now, now, Britt, don't, don't start fretting about Scar. She, she'll bring him in all right. I'm not worried about him. He'll come in of his own accord. Of his own accord? What are you talking about? Lamb. I've had that horse since he was a colt. I broke him myself. You sure, Britt? Sure. Why, he won't let anybody else ride him but me. Well, the last time anybody tried to mount that horse, he spooked and he threw the fellow a good 20 feet right straight up in the air. Oh, you don't say. Well, I, I noticed he acted kind of skittish when she started getting on, but I figured that was because he wasn't used to being rode with a side saddle. Oh, of course he's skittish. He's... Side saddle? You mean she's riding Scar side saddle? Well, she's a real lady, Brit. Yeah, oh, she a lady. She won't be much of a lady lying out in a bed of cactus somewhere. Come on, we better start looking. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Well, I, I'll, I'll take that gelding, and you can take my. He was Brit. Brit, looky there. Hmm. This is through the door. See her coming down the street. Well, I'll be darned. Say, I never knew Scar was a trick horse. Neither did I. Well, then where'd he learn that fancy step she's got him doing? Got me, Lamb. Oh, you had me all worried, saying he wouldn't let nobody else ride him. <laughs> I ought to know better than to take you serious, Britt. Whoa, now. Whoa, now. Here. Here, 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 here Parker. Let me give you a hand. Oh, thank you, William. <laughs> I do declare he acts like he don't want you to get off. Oh, I guess he's going to miss me, aren't you, boy? Oh, that's a nice boy. He certainly is a fine animal, Lim. The man who owns him surely must be proud. Yes, ma'am, I am. Oh? Uh, Miss Barker, this, this is Mr. Ponsett. Remember, I, I told you Scar belongs to him. Oh, yes, of course. How are you, Mr. Ponsett? Well, I'm pleased to meet you, ma'am. I hope you don't mind my borrowing Scar. Mr. Truett didn't want me to take him, but I just couldn't resist the way he looked at me. It was almost like he was asking me to go for a trot. Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. You take good care of him, Mr. Ponsett. You wouldn't want anything to happen to a wonderful animal like that. Oh, no. No. No, I sure wouldn't. Uh, I'm, uh, Miss Barker. Yes? Uh, if, you, if you'd like to ride him again sometime, why, I'll be staying at Willow Fork for a few days. Oh, that's very kind of you, Mr. Ponsett. Lamb here, he'll fix you up when I'm not using Scar. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, I just don't understand you, Britt Ponsett. Here you was raising Kane because I let her borrow Scar, and now you're volunteering to let her ride him any time she pleases. I, I, I just don't understand it. Well, I thought seeing as how Scar kind of took a fancy to her and... What I mean is, uh, he's a pretty good judge of human nature, and hey, she does seem to be a first-rate rider. I mean, you know something, Lem? I don't understand it either. She was a nice-looking young lady. There wasn't any doubt about that. And I, I liked the way she spoke right out. She didn't beat around the bush like a lot of girls man runs into. And there was something about her eyes that... <clears throat> well, anyway, I put my saddle on Scar, and we headed out towards Saucer Mountain. A couple of miles east of town, we came into a little hollow where nobody would be to see us. Whoa, boy, whoa, whoa. Whoa, now slow down. Slow down. 
I, uh, I thought maybe I'd get Scar to do that fancy sidestep he was doing with Miss Barker. All right, now, boy, now. No, no, come on. No, no, no. Now that isn't good. Come on, now. Oh, now, now, Scar, come on, now, you... You were willing to do it for her, now, come on. Quit that! Quit. Well, he just wouldn't do a thing. Acted like he thought I was taking leave of my senses. Oh, quit. I swung him back up onto the trail, let him travel in the style he was accustomed to. Oh. Must have been about noon the time we got back to town and I pulled up in front of the cafe. Whoa, boy. Whoa, Scar. Whoa. Now it's on you. Well, Mr. Ponsett. Hmm? Oh. Oh, Miss Barker. I was hoping I'd run into you again. You were hoping... Oh, you want to borrow Scar? Well, it's about Scar. But I won't be borrowing him anymore. Oh? You see, I found out I was wrong to take him this morning. Uncle Jeff told me that in a West, a man's horse is something he doesn't loan as a rule. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't mean to be so inconsiderate. Oh, you weren't being inconsiderate, Miss Barker. I'm back east, they probably have different customs, that's all. Then I'm forgiven? Oh, oh, sure, ma'am. You're very generous, Mr. Ponsett. Maybe you'll have dinner with us some evening. Well, I... So I, that uh, I can prove to Uncle uh, Jess that I haven't completely disgraced the family name. And Zoe's a very good cook. Yes, I've always heard about Miss Allen. I never had the opportunity to sample her food, though. Well, but, any uh, evening at all. I'm sure you'd be most welcome. Uh, uh, well, since I don't know just how long I'm going to be stopping here in town, maybe I oughtn't to put it off too long. I, I, uh, I'm going to be free tonight. Tell you, Miss Alden, I've been hearing folks brag about your cooking ever since I can remember, but they haven't done you justice. Well, they just didn't even come close. Right? <laughs> oh, Brett. Well, here, have another piece of shortcake. Oh, huh? no, no, thanks. I just couldn't eat another mouthful. <laughs> you sure? Oh, no, absolutely positive. Thanks, just same. Right? Well, now, for certain. <laughs> and I'll have another slice, eh? Now, Jesse, you've had more than your share. Besides, if you have another piece, there won't be enough for tomorrow. Shortcake ought to do for two meals. Well, you just offered bread. That's I... different. He's company. Uh-huh. Come on, Jesse. Help me with the dishes. Huh? The dishes? But I thought Myra usually... Myra did. has a guest. They might like to be alone for a few minutes. Now, come on, Jeff. Oh, oh, sure, 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 sure. We put the porch swing up this morning, Britt. Suspect early for it, I know, but there sure is a feeling of summer in the air. Uh, yes, ma'am. Hey, yes. <clears throat> Would you, uh, care to go out on the porch, Miss Barker? We don't have to unless you really want to. I mean, just because Aunt Zoe suggested it. No, no, I think I might enjoy it. All right, then. I'm afraid she isn't very subtle, is she? How's that? You know perfectly well Aunt Zoe was throwing me at you. I knew she would when I invited you. Oh? The fact is, I'm sort of a disappointment to Aunt Zoe. She's done everything in her power to marry me off. But so far, she hasn't had any luck. Well, the young men she's introduced me to are all very nice and pleasant. But... 
Well, the truth is, I don't want to get married. Oh. Oh, I see. Not the least bit interested in settling down and cooking meals. I like to change of scenery. I like to meet new people. Uh-huh. From what Uncle Jeff tells me about you, you feel the same way. Yeah, more or less, I reckon. So I thought that having you to dinner, well, it would please Aunt Zoe, and as far as we were concerned, we might get to be friends, but there'd be no danger of going beyond that point. Uh-huh. Well, now that that's all settled, shall we go inside? Oh, uh, well, there's no hurry, is there? I mean, uh, as, as long as there's no danger, uh, I'm, I mean, uh, since we have this understanding, uh, it is a nice evening, isn't it? Whatever you say. You know, Miss Barker, I, I was just thinking, every once in a while, somebody tries to get me married off, too. Friends of mine, all oh, their intentions are good, but... Well, oh, I know how it is. What I was getting at is this. I haven't any idea how long I'll be here in Willow Fork, and, uh, well, as long as I'm here, I was wondering if we couldn't see each other once in a while. That might take some of this marriage pressure off both of us. You see what I mean? Well, I suppose so, but... And uh, we wouldn't be running any risks in as how we have the understanding, you know, and... Uh, your aunt would be pleased, my friends would be pleased, and... Well, you know, you're awful good company, Miss Barker. Why, thank you. Well, how about it? Well, all in all, I think it's a very practical idea, Mr. Ponsett. I'd be delighted to see you again. Good. That's fine. Well, now, I'll get in touch with you the next time there's a doings. It probably won't be right away, but I'll... I'll get in touch with you. Hmm? <laughs> listening to the last program in our series called The Six Shooter, starring James Stewart as Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman whose name is legend in the Western Territories. Now, act two of the story called Myra Barker. Well, as it turned out, there was a door the very next night box supper over at the church, and since I'd sort of promised Myra that the next time there was anything going on, I... Well, anyway, we went to supper together, and the time seemed to pass by real pleasant. The next night, she was invited to a party at the Peterson house, and, well, now that I look back on it, there sure was a lot of social activity in Willow Fork during the next couple of weeks. We were going one place or another almost every night. And I was enjoying myself, too. I really was. And I was enjoying being with Myra. I, I didn't realize how much until that evening when I was walking her home from the hayride. Well, Britt? Huh? You haven't said a word since we left the wagon. Well, it doesn't seem to be much to talk about. Oh. Well, here we are. Pretty late. I won't ask you in. Sure. Good night. Rick. Hmm? What's 
wrong. You're cross as an old bear. Well, I just don't see why you had to spend the whole doggone evening with Dave Carstairs. Oh? And what were you two giggling all the time about? I don't know. Dave's very amusing. Well, I just don't happen to agree with you on that. Anyway, I I brought you to the hayride, didn't I? And if he can't find himself a girlfriend, we ought to stay home. Well, now, just a minute, Britt. Well? Aren't you taking a little too much for granted? We have an understanding, remember? We're not interested in each other. Romantically. How do you know we're not interested? Leastways, how do you know I'm not? Why, Britt? Well, I guess this is as good a time to tell you as any other. I don't know how it happened. I never thought it could... I don't see... That is, Myra, will you marry me? I know you don't care for the idea, but I'm probably the last man in the world you'd ever... But even so, I've got to ask you. You'd better be careful, Brett. I might say yes. I wish you would, Myra. I'd give anything in the world if you would. You're, you're serious, aren't you? I'm just as serious as I can be. But we both said that we didn't want to settle down. That we weren't interested in love or marriage. A man can change his mind, can't he? Myra... I guess if a man can change his mind, a woman can too. Myra, is that you out there? Yes, Uncle Jess. It's time you were coming in, ain't it? It's almost 11 o'clock. I'll be right along. Can't you let him alone for a minute, Jess? I've got to get up in the morning, Zoe, and I need my sleep. I know I haven't got much to offer you, Myra, but I've saved up a little money, enough to get started. I thought maybe I could buy us a ranch. That is, if you'd like ranch life. Well, I, I haven't said I'd marry you, Britt. But I, I thought the... Well, you said you felt the same way I do, didn't you? I'm in love with you, Britt. I'll admit it. Well, the, then... But we're not children. We're used to living our own lives, and we've never put down roots. Either one of us. Well, it's high time we did. I've got to think it over. Just let me sleep on it. Tomorrow night, I'll tell you then. Oh, you'll say yes, Ma. You've just got to. I don't know, Britt. I, I don't know. Well, I put in some long days in my life, but that next one, that was the longest I ever spent. Boy. Every once in a while, I'd start thinking that it just couldn't be. That I hadn't really asked a girl to marry me. But then... I'd remember Myra, and it seemed like asking her to be my wife was the most sensible thing I'd ever done. Well, I had an early supper, what I could eat of it, and then I headed over to the Aldens. Myra was sitting on the porch, swaying. She, she, she looked even prettier than she had before, Hello, Myra. You're early, Britt. Yeah, yeah, I guess I am. I thought maybe you'd be late. Maybe you wouldn't come at all once you'd had a chance to think things over. Well, it wasn't me who had the thinking to do. Well, Myra... I'll marry you, Britt. Oh. I couldn't turn you down even if I thought it was best. Even if I knew it was. Oh, this is the best. Is it? Are you sure the day won't come when you're sorry you're... you're tied down when you're sorry you... can't go off on a cattle drive to Kansas or you can't 
head over to a new mining camp in Nevada, or you can't just be by yourself when you want to? No, I've had my share of cattle drives and mining camps, more than my share. And I don't want to be alone anymore, Myra. And besides, settling down will be just as hard for you as it is for me, you know. Your life will be changed, too. It won't be as hard. A woman has roots even if she doesn't realize it. They're there all the time, waiting to take hold. And when she... If she has a home and a family, forgetting everything else is easy. She does her traveling and her dreaming and her wanting through her children. No, Britt, it's harder for a man. But I'll, I'll manage it. And the day won't come when you'll want to get in the saddle and ride up as far as the snow on the mountains. The day won't come when somebody will ask you for help, you and your six-shooter, a friend, maybe a friend who needs you. You'll just have to do without. Well, maybe someone like Sheriff Jennings at Eagle Falls, a friend like him. What makes you mention Sam Jennings? You, you don't even know him, do you? A man came into the Gazette office this morning while I was there. He was from Eagle Falls. He'd said that uh, had some trouble there over a month ago. A shooting. Well, if it was a month ago... The sheriff was wounded and the man who did the shooting has a grudge against you. He was looking for you. That's why he came to Eagle Falls. Prescott, I think that was the name the man mentioned. Bide Prescott? Yes, that was it. Does he have a grudge against you, Britt? He did have. If the sheriff's wounded and wants you to come over to Eagle Falls to help him... Does Sheriff Jennings want me? The man in the office said he did. There's nobody else to go after Prescott, is there? I don't know. You'd like to go after him, wouldn't you? No. But you feel you should, don't you? But Prescott isn't here. Eagle Falls is over a hundred miles away. You haven't answered me, Brett. Do you feel you ought to go after him? Well, if what you say is so, if Sheriff Jennings got wounded on my account, if there's nobody else... Go ahead, Britt. Go on. Take a false. Do you want me to go? Yes. Yes, I want you to. But it shouldn't take long. I'll come back. No. What? Don't come back, please. But I, I don't understand. There'll that. always be a Bide Prescott or a Sheriff Jennings. There'll always be someone or something calling to you, taking you away from me. Oh, you'd turn them down, you'd shut your ears, but you'd still hear it, Britt. And inside you'd feel that it was me that was holding you, and it would be me. Now, Myra, I wouldn't blame you. I'd blame myself. And I wouldn't like myself very much for doing it to you. Don't you see, Britt, we're lucky this happened tonight that we found out in time. Now, Myra, I... Please, Britt, don't come back. Don't! Please, don't! Morning, Jazz. Whoa, Scar. Whoa, whoa. Uh, do you mind stepping into the office a minute? I'd like to talk to you. Well, I, I uh, I'll take long. No, all right, Jazz. Easy, boy. <clears throat> Sit down, Britt. Now I'm kind of restless today, Jazz. I thanks anyway. <laughs> you sure have a fiddle foot, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And you're on your way out of town, huh? Yeah. What about Myra? Uh, she's a fine girl, Jess. 
Really a fine girl. Mm-hmm. Britt, you're leaving on account of Sheriff Jennings over to Eagle Falls sent for you. Ain't that your reason? Mm, you might say so, in a way. Well, now, I don't want you to think that I meant to eavesdrop last night when you was talking to Myra, but somehow Zoe forgot to shut the parlor window, and uh, we just couldn't help hearing a certain amount of what you said. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Well, it ain't true what Myra told you. Leastways, the part about Sheriff Jennings sending for you, that ain't true. The fellow from Eagle Falls didn't even mention your name. Jennings ain't asked for your help, Britt. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Judge. Huh? Well, you see, I ran into Bide Prescott three, four weeks ago, and, uh, well, there's no reason for anybody to be going after him now. Well, if you knew that, if you knew you didn't have to leave Willow Fork, why in the name of common sense didn't you say so to Myra? Well, I figured she had her reasons for making up that story about Sheriff Jennings. I I figured she was trying to turn me down without hurting my feelings. Oh, Rich, she didn't want to turn you down. She was just trying to make sure you wouldn't feel you'd, you'd made a mistake if you married her. No, she couldn't really care for me very much, Jess. Then why did she spend all night crying her eyes out? And why was Zoe up till all hours commiserating with her? Well, thanks for telling me that, Jess. Then you ain't leaving. Well, I'm leaving. But I'm real proud to know that Myra is somewhat fond of me. Oh, Britt, if you love her and she loves you... Oh, it's... It's enough that she cried over me for one night, Jess. You know, I... I remember when I was a kid... My pa was like me in a lot of ways. Always on the move, always off somewhere, getting a new start, taking a new job, hunting a new frontier. He loved my ma and she loved him, but she spent a lot of nights crying. A lot of nights. I just wouldn't want that to happen tomorrow. There's no reason it should. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there is. When she was telling me that story about Sheriff Jennings wanting me to come over to Eagle Falls, I, I looked at myself real hard, and I knew that if it had been true, if Sheriff Jennings really had sent for me, well, it had been pretty hard for me to turn him down. Even for Myra's sake, it had been pretty hard. And someday I reckon I wouldn't be able to turn him down or anybody else like him, and... Myra would spend another night crying, you see. One of these days you'll change, Britt. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Well, can I tell Myra that you might come back to Willow Fork? No, Jess, I don't think you better. I... Of course, if I do come back and she's still... Well, maybe we'd just better wait and see what happens. So long, Britt. Good luck. Thanks, Jess. I'll probably be seeing you again for too long. Let's go, Scar. Last program in the current series of The Six Shooter, 
a transcribed NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is written by Frank Burt and is based on a character created by him. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture, The Glenn Miller Story. Others in the cast were Virginia Gregg, who played Myra, D.J. Thompson, Howard McNear, and Parley Bear. Special music for this program was by Basil Adlam, and the entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. It's been good to be with you with the six-shooter each week, and I hope that sometime, somehow, we can do it again. This is John Wall speaking. Hear McDonald Carey and Jason and the Golden Fleece tonight on the NBC Radio Network.